second episode of the Mixtape Book Club podcast. My name's Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in-depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of Destiel fan fiction. And in this episode, we're going to take a dive into the strange, wacky, wonderful world of crack fix. And to discuss her strange, wonderful, wacky, thick boneless wings, we would like to welcome author Pallas Perilous. Hey, Pallas. Hello. Welcome. I don't have a cool regional accent. Sorry, everyone. I'm I'm from Seattle. That's okay. That means we've we've still got three accents in the chat. That's, that's... oh yeah. I know. It's just like as American accents go. It's it's it's. There's nothing there. There's no there there. I I say I say I say milk instead of milk. That's oh that's that that sounds like feature. exactly the same word twice to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we have got um, a, a great variety of different fix to talk about today because a lot of the, of crack fix out there seem to be quite short. So we've just. Rather than reading out all of the fix we're going to talk about today, we may just dive right in. Um, yes. But before we do that, we do have to mention that since our last episode, on one magical day during last week, um, we reached the goalpost of 100,000 Destiel fix on AO3. Which is bananas. Amazing. And we are like never going to be able to catch up with all of them. (laughs) But big congratulations to all of the creators in our fandom for, um, you know, writing about the most popular ship, I guess. I don't even know what to say. I think depending on where you were in the world, it was either the 8th or the 9th of August. Yeah. I was just looking it up, but I think it was the 8th or the 9th. I mean, we've been watching this number for a while just creep up and up and um, we were hoping that it would kind of coincide with, um, you know, our podcast anniversary in September or even like, you know, looking long term at November for the the big anniversary. But um, but I think when uh, Misha tweeted about it and then everyone went, oh, my God, we're nearly there. And then they just published all this stuff all of a sudden. Publish anything, anything. Yeah. <laughs> it just like jumped up really suddenly. But um, yes, congratulations to yep. everyone. We made it. <laughs> I think you you do still have to be logged in to see the 100K. It's not quite there for right. people who aren't, who aren't logged, logged in. in yet. Yeah, I think so. But soon, soon there'll be enough that the whole world will be able to see. Yes. Yes. I have a bunch of stuff uh, on my Google Drive that I haven't posted yet. <laughs> and I keep right. thinking, I keep thinking that I should, like I should contribute. Then I'm just like, nah, they've already got 100k. They don't need any more. I've been trying to like boost people's egos by explaining like what essential trace minerals in the human body have the same like percentage of the total human biomass. I'm like, no. So in the in the the body whole of Destil Thick on Ao3, <laughs> you comprise the same amount as zinc and a person will suffer horribly with no zinc in their body so your stories are needed oh that's wonderful i need to i need to find out what kind of mineral i am now (laughs) oh but i deleted i deleted and and orphaned a bunch of works a while ago now and now i'm gonna be like did i did i cheat myself out of being a really cool mineral (laughs) damn it 
Oh well, no. You're, you're good. You're still you're still contributing to the health of the ship. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we um, move on from like you know historic uh, milestones and yes, just we can talk about cucumbers that next time. Yes, <laughs> cucumbers are an inadvertent theme this week. I think. <laughs> I just I appreciate that this is a, a body of work that has reached you know a truly remarkable new milestone and it, it's coinciding with the episode where we talk about uh fix involving cucumbers yeah, yeah. i mean that's you what, know it works that's what fanfic's all about right <laughs> yeah 100 the full spread the full gamut yes. from profound to weird yes yeah absolutely and in fact that is basically what fan law says about crack as a a genre I guess um it's a it's a story with a ludicrous premise it says <laughs> so you're basically taking a the characters that we know and love and putting them in some kind of situation which is ridiculous and usually hilarious occasionally disturbing um yeah mm-hmm. depending on your tolerance for vegetable entanglement uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I found a, a definition on uh, it was a tropepedia, which I really liked. Um, which that crackfic in itself is often a challenge. It's it's literally someone saying that this idea is completely unworkable. Therefore, I will make it work. <laughs> which <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of fanfic like that. I feel like fanfic authors in general. That's like our call to arms. <laughs> yeah. Like if someone tells us we can't do something. We 100% will do it. We're just contrary bitches, the lots of us. Yeah. But well, there's something to be said for being the contrarian within a crowd of contrarians. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this, these are the, the really weird ones in the corner. <laughs> well, but anytime just somebody presents something that's just too far afield or something that's really profound, finding out a way to make it function as a narrative while also making it super absurd is, uh, you know, that takes, that takes chops. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I think it's underappreciated in in the fanfic world in a lot of ways. And Tumblr has helped because it's easier to you know pass along fics that are you know silly and short. Um, yeah. But man, it's it it's really hard to write something short and hilarious that keeps attention as well as uh, you know maybe something more more traditional that has all the ingredients one is accustomed to in one's fic. I just think it's wonderful how fanfic readers have fully embraced silliness to the point where we have given it its own tag, its own genre. Like we've yep. we've raised silliness into an art form, <laughs> and I just think that's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Hey, I also we were talking about this before we started recording. I really appreciate how hard it is to draw the boundaries between. Uh, crack and something that's you know canon compliant when when it comes to supernatural fanfic in particular because the show is so bananas like it 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 has crack episodes itself so it's really hard yep you have to the ante's already so upped (laughs) and i think there are other shows now where you can see that like certain shows have certain episodes where they've kind of gone down a bit of a cracky route with it 
but I definitely feel like Supernatural was at least to my knowledge pretty much the first one that did that arguably there are probably some old Star Trek episodes out there I, you know, I would say I would say X kind of yeah kind of crack episodes and yeah there's probably some X Files did a really good job at at self parody and at weirdo episodes as well salted between the super heavy canon episodes and I I think there's a definite oh line Buffy of connection too. between got, got that. to say there are some yep. Buffy mm-hmm. episodes too um, exactly. but Supernatural did it so regularly <laughs> and so yeah and and just so easily as part of its own season. canon yeah. Yeah, the, the line between, uh, you know, something that's just on the sillier end of uh, sort of canon compliant or, or tone matching versus something that is, is truly bonkers, it's a little harder to draw than it would be in, say, I don't, I don't know, Hannibal uh, or, or another show that has a, a more consistent tone. Yeah. Yeah. One thing yeah, I, I guess... really love with Supernatural as well is how many explicit crack fics we have, because we fully, mm-hmm. as a fandom, seem to just embrace the fact, and I believe it is like truly a fact, that sex is just hilarious. And that especially <laughs> yeah. viewed from an outsider's perspective, it's kind of gross and sticky and messy and like just weird looking and... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah okay it's fun when you're doing it but like when you look at it objectively <laughs> sex is kind of funny right well, and, and, we and just people get it on with a lot of monsters in this show yeah. So, yeah yeah again there's there's already permission yeah we just take that a, a step further with crackfic and well we'll get to the cucumbers at some point <laughs> but yeah we should probably and, mention it and other before we other go vegetables <laughs> yeah that um this episode is going to be full of adult topics and please don't listen <laughs> in the presence of vulnerable young ears or older ears vulnerable older is there ears a, yeah. is there a step beyond adult topics <laughs> <laughs> vegetable no i don't know <laughs> sophomoric topics cover the ears of your children yeah. and mm. possibly your refrigerators mm. yeah it's Mm. We do have one, at least one fic involving a refrigerator in this list. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) Um, yes, we do. That's my favorite one. (laughs) In our um, in in our sort of fandom kind of collection, uh, we also have like a really big sort of spectrum from just totally bonkers, um, basically porn without plot, in like a cracky way <laughs> um to actual fully full thought out canon fix that just happened to have a really wacky premise um yeah and, and are hilarious and hilarious so we do sort of crack has a really wide kind of um definition in that way in that sometimes it can just be really nuts and then other times it can be just a, a story that's really funny um that we just happen to call crack so the the it's kind of a blurry definition in, in this first place i guess yeah. Well, there's also, I think, because crack is is more ex- applies to more ridiculous uh, or far out premises. It also makes more room for fix that are commentary on other fix yes. yeah. instead of commentary on the show. Or here's a ridiculous thing, and the characters are you know Dean and Castiel named, but also they're squids or whatever. But there <laughs> there are a lot of fix that are comments on the show or on fandom or on fanfic takes on the fandom or on tropes so it can get very 
like the humor can be very referential at the same time as the the premise on the cover is also silly yeah yes 100 percent. that's there's definitely one or two uh fix that i plan on mentioning later that if you had just watched the show and had not been within the fandom for the past few years that you just would not get yeah Um, we've got a bunch of fix on this list where castiel is a b and like realistically there's there's one scene in the show where where castiel has a has a b thing going on yeah Yeah. just just one (laughs) but fandom has really picked it up and run with it a hundred percent yeah uh, there's there's one on the list later on where um, we always talk about you know pining as being one of the biggest tropes in fanfic um, that we write all the time like we have entire big bands just worked around pining because we love it so much mm-hmm. um, and there's yeah. a, a thick that I have on my list which is literally pining taken in the very literal sense of the word <laughs> instead of the <laughs> emotional sense of the word yes <laughs> so, just yeah all right well so um, shall we dive right into a fic then yeah shall we make palace talk first oh yeah go go for it all right cool um so this fic boneless wings by the lovely palace paris do you have it open palace we mind reading i do the indeed summary for us For those of you perving along at home, Dean could absolutely provide a list of the hundred or so ways that having a boyfriend with giant fucking actual wings is super hot and or awesome. This is not that list. So, this is a relatively short little thing. It's 4,300 words, give or take 33 Mm -hmm. words. It's in in list form, which is not a common format. (laughs) So it's it's pretty pretty easy reading there. People who like their you know BuzzFeed listicles, this would be a great one for you. Um, yep. It's I would say. Did you have like a particular kind of season area in mind when you wrote this? Um, I would say kind of like later uh, season. I've had some people asking about that. Uh, it's definitely one of those sort of takes place in some time pocket outside it's pre-jack so mm-hmm. take take that much uh but it, it it's more of a general what it, what if this happened at some point some vague point uh castiel manifested physical wings and he and dean wind up living in suburbia together while they wait for a solution to present itself season vague i feel like that needs to be a tag <laughs> just Not really this happened should. in season vague yep yeah. yeah. So, and it's so yeah, it, uh, it's worth mentioning, like right up front, that this has the most gorgeous illustrations in it too. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Multi-talented. No, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a cartoonist, so I mm-hmm. always feel like illustrating my own work is kind of cheating. <laughs> it's, it, no. it just adds that extra spice, absolutely. <laughs> love it so much. I mean, one of the things I like about writing fic is that as somebody who does a lot of comics, it gives me an opportunity to just do prose work, which I, I really don't get to do very often. Uh, but when I do something this silly, getting to add a little cartoon language in there just to punch up or to sort of add some breathing space into the fic is really fun. Uh, and I had already done some doodles of stuff 
uh, for other people in the, I'm in the Profound Bond Discord server, I'm an admin there. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was just a, a line of joke of um, kind of turning wing kink fix on their head or something I really love doing is taking a trope and figuring out how it could actually be hilarious or awful. <laughs> Yeah. There's so much like really sexy, like hurt comfort or, you know, ooh, the glittering rainbow wings stuff in uh, wing fic and wing kink. And I was just like, okay, but also it would be just really gross <laughs> and really inconvenient to basically <laughs> have a boyfriend who's like half condor. Um, and so getting to draw some of the, the more ludicrous things in it, a lot of them are just mental images. Uh, from the from the text as opposed to literal illustration, but it's fun to add just an extra level of goofiness to the scenarios that are being described. <laughs> I think there's two really good points there, which we should touch on, and one is how many crack fics come from just joking between friends <laughs> within yeah. the oh, fandom. Yeah, like, so many of them erupt from that. Yeah, because I know that even that, that I've only ever written one, but that 100% came from a joking conversation between myself um foxy foxy moly and um heartless <laughs> just that's how that yeah. fic emerged um and then yeah sometimes you're just you're, you're just goofing and then you're like god damn it i could no there's a whole story here yeah and then well, suddenly write it. 24 hours later there's a thing <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's generally how it how it happens yep yes so yeah this story is basically just a list of things that uh, annoy the hell out of Tina about having these giant wings um, to deal with but is also um, at the same time as him being annoyed with everything there's this undercurrent of kind of soft kind of um, I don't know affection and the whole thing that is really sweet yeah no there's 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 a tenderness yeah there's a tenderness there yeah. I, I don't I'm not really great at just writing like pure insanity uh or you know un unhinged uh horny weirdness. I totally respect those who can, but I am I am always stuck in figuring out a way to give it a narrative or an emo emotional arc. Yeah. So part of the, part of the fun for me in writing this was as I progressed through the list just figuring out ways for the the list items to become longer or shorter uh but to still express some sort of some escalation of the premise of how it's it's annoying to to live with this situation and very unsexy but also how there there's a you know a genuine fondness uh to dealing with a partner who has a thing <laughs> Yeah. A really, a real, an inconvenient large thing that takes up a lot of literal space and a lot of emotional space too. Yeah, that that came out really deep. I, I okay, my brain was trying to turn it into like a penis joke, so I'm really glad that you <laughs> went down the emotional that, route. Then. You know, <laughs> okay, that too, that too. But that's, I mean, that's one of the fun things about writing. The whole story is sort of Dean point of view which is really fun to write for because he's a, he's a great character at simultaneously expressing something really profound and then just dumping it out on the ground yeah yes he's and so you know sort of a self-protective move like, yeah it's a really, really great view of you to write from. wonderful concept and 
just dump it in the dirt. (laughs) Yeah, just just cover it with multiple layers of, you know, self-protection and uh, weird humor and pop culture references. Um, one of my one of my goals in writing, just as an author, is to make people look stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to make them stop reading the story to go look stuff up so they can understand it, but just to like throw in a joke where they're like, "Okay, this is funny, but I'm I know it's even funnier if I understand the reference that's being made." Yeah. And then they go look it up. That that to me is always a victory condition. Yes. Uh, and I've got I've gotten some people looking up interesting things. <laughs> from this story mm-hmm. I was actually incredibly delighted that this story references two of my favourite slightly weird things one film reference and one animal reference to slightly weird items I managed to do it in the same sentence <laughs> which I was oh really boy, delighted no. about yeah. and no, that I'm is really curious. Naked Mole Rats and Pan's Labyrinth <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's an item where Dean is talking about how how gross uh, wing molt is, and I I love. There's so many wonderful stories where where you know Castiel or another angel, or maybe it's Dean has wings, but there's molt, and it's you know there's a whole hurt comfort scenario, mm-hmm. and like there's this you know the the tension of oh will he come through this? Is it a is it a mating thing? Um, and I really just like the idea of it just being just being icky <laughs> and also really um, undignified. So yeah, Dean, Dean compares uh, the way very, and it's, he's just like I can't I can't even talk to you about this. It's so nasty. But yeah, he evokes naked mole rats and the dude from Pan's Labyrinth, who's uh, I think Doug Jones is in that getup, but it's. You know, just this naked skin man whose eyes are embedded in the palms of his hands. Yeah. Uh, and doodling that monster was, was really fun. And you called it Pan's Labyrinth of Subtitles, which I thought was really hilarious because um, a lot of it is in Spanish, I want to say. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a Spanish film. Uh, and I, one of the things that I always liked about the way that uh, supernatural writers treated Dean's dialogue was just the willingness to throw in references to almost literally anything, mm-hmm. and specifically things that are tonally inappropriate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and also getting to, um, you know, throw in Dean's perspective on this foreign horror movie, which, you know, it canonically loves horror movies, so I could see him watching it, but then also just being like, ugh, why, yeah. why is it in Spanish? Stop. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's, it's fun that Dean can take aim at about seven different things over the course of a single sentence. Yeah, he does skip around a lot with his references. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's like license for me to just take off the brakes of taste and restraint. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about, again, about making comics is that you have to be so spare in how many words you put on a page. The physical space is literally limited yes. and the art is doing so much of the work that you really try to pick things very, very carefully. Um, so getting to switch to a form of maximalism... <laughs> Yeah. With Dean's uh, inner monologue is really fun, and getting to use that yes. for the 
I've yeah, come I could have to, used that for the purpose of humor. Yeah, I've come to a huge appreciation for that recently. I've been uh, talking to my friend uh, Liz, doing some stuff with her for a comic that she was working on, and I'm so sick of having to like chop out words <laughs> just to oh, just to to, to 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 make things say everything that you want to say in the least amount of words that you can for the space that you require so then suddenly being able to erupt onto a page after that (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh yeah and like that again that's one of the things i've appreciated most about fanfic is that there is like there's a constant audience for it you don't have to you don't have to fight for initial eyeballs in quite the same way as you do with original prose so there's more room for playing games with people uh or or kicking around a trope like wingfic mm-hmm. and in in just going all over the road experimenting but not having to put 300 hours of manual labor into illustrating it mm-hmm. <laughs> just like oh wow i can just write a paragraph and that's it i'm done yep and you can be so Don't playful to draw with it. 20 pages yep yeah exactly getting to play with just narrative perspective language is is super fun <laughs> And getting to throw in, you know, anything that I've run across over the last three weeks with references. Like, I think an item or two up, there's something where uh, Dean references uh, Dick Van Dyke and how in the opening sequence to the Dick Van Dyke show, he, in several seasons, the, the opener involves him tripping over an ottoman. Yeah. And I I had just been binge watching a bunch of the Dick Van Dyke show to get through a, a freelance job, and so I was just like, well, we're just gonna throw that reference in there. Hey, you know, this well, is a guy who's grown up in in motels, so he's seen a lot of weird reruns from throughout television histories. He's, he's got that one in the tank. I think that's one of the lovely things about Dean, though, like because of his history growing up in motels, plus his own love of certain genres and certain things we have such a breadth of things that you can have him reference because even if it's not something that he necessarily would be really into himself he's probably seen it <laughs> so yeah he's a captive audience <laughs> but you can pretty much have anything he, like even like he's he's listened to taylor swift he's like done all sorts of random things that in the show canonically so whatever you reference people are just yeah you go, can make oh, yeah, it work with him yeah that's mm-hmm. fine <laughs> That's Dean. Yeah. yeah. Because even if he doesn't unironically like it, he can probably ironically like it. So. <laughs> yes. Exactly. There's, there's a lot of wiggle room in there. Uh, and just getting to throw messed up versions of tropes at that character is really fun. Because he has to deal with it in the show, too, right? Like, expectations are overturned. I mean, they have a whole episode introducing vampires where vampires are actually kind of freaky they're, they're not actually sexy they're kind of gross they've got a mouthful of pointy little teeth yeah uh, and they weaponize twilight to you know try to try to nab new victims right. uh, so getting getting to like sort of do the wing thick version of that was really entertaining and it's some characters are sort of mechanically well built enough that you can really just write a whole story based on them encountering one thing and then the reactions just sort of mechanically pile up from there yeah. and that was definitely what happened here this was this was not hard to write i had to limit myself to adding one item a day <laughs> i was using it as as a reward for getting some other 
work done. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely like, okay, all right, you get to write item 17 on the list today. (laughs) Well, I have to say you did a a brilliant job with this because I remember when I read it the first time, I just laughed aloud a lot. (laughs) So thank you for the hilarity. Glad to hear that. You can also definitely tell that I um, had a had a, a pretty young baby when I when I wrote this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of baby product references, <laughs> and boy, nothing nothing puts you in a mood for surrealist humor quite like sleep deprivation. <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, this, this is my first kid, so you know you're again being thrust into a ridiculous new situation that you have to take seriously. I feel like mm. having a new baby in the house is a crack treated seriously promise. I mean, you just have to laugh at all of it, really, don't you? Otherwise, you cry. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I I enjoyed drawing some parallels of, you know, somebody who is, you know, Castiel is, I think Dean calls him like a deathless sky monster in a sexy dude shaped can um but he's going through this really humiliating uh personally limiting experience uh which is you know you could also say that's that's a lot of what sex is too where you're really vulnerable uh and kind of ridiculous and at somebody else's mercy Mm -hmm. uh so just taking all of those elements and just having having fun making them silly but also kind yeah uh, and how much you can be exasperated with somebody else's vulnerability while also just really finding it endearing. <laughs> I, I'm just scrolling through this fic and I have to say I think my favorite sketch is uh, the one of all of the crows. <laughs> yes, um, that one's... Well, I'm, I'm obsessed with my neighborhood crows, which is definitely an obsession that has taken off over the course of the pandemic because I spend... Uh, you know, I don't have uh, colleagues, work colleagues anymore. So my local gang of crows, I, I call the knuckleheads. Uh, and they <laughs> they regularly get up to all sorts of bizarre antics. Uh, another crew of uh, competing crows recently dropped a mouse on my wife's head. Oh, my God. Uh, so there's, oh. there's like, there's all kind of bird drama going on in a neighborhood when you're stuck there all the time that I really uh, enjoyed writing in. And then, I, you know, crow steel is another trope that gets in there a lot. So I had fun writing in a lot of different animal stuff <laughs> to yes. this fic of, you know, oh yeah, Castiel naturally has these profound, intimate relationships with all of God's creatures. And I'm like, okay, but they're still crows. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it so much. They're, cr- they're creepy. And they seem like they might want to kill you. So <laughs> when there's a lot how of would them, that actually definitely creepy. Yeah, also bird mites are horrible. That they're a real problem. <laughs> now if you, you befriend nature, you you run in some risks. <laughs> so yes. In summary, for me, this fic is hilarious, but also incredibly charming. So it is charming. Thank you. Thank you. I, I aim for hilarious and charming, and I've definitely written much more silly fic than I might have anticipated, but it's very rewarding. <laughs> well, if we're going what? to go into other ones of yours that are silly slash charming but incredibly rewarding, I have to say, the one that actually made me almost choke and die... <laughs> 
because I was I, I made the silly mistake of reading it while I was eating something. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, was uh, the uh, Fifty Ways to Lose Your Lover fic that you did um, right after the oh, confession yeah. scene? Yeah. Well, that and that one is pure show commentary. Like it's <sighs> it's the most just meta. What's going on in fandom thing? <laughs> that was a. A response to everybody's responses to uh, the despair episode, the love confession episode. Uh, and so, you know, everybody's talking about all these different drafts that have, might have been sent to, you know, oh, the Ukrainian translation has the original dialogue where they say, I love you. You know, it was, it was all really, it was, it was intense to watch a lot of people go through really strong emotions about that. Uh, and I, one of the ways that I cope with people around me having really, really strong emotions <laughs> is to give them some silly nonsense to kind of lighten the atmosphere. And so I enjoyed writing uh, a similarly like format dependent spoof of, okay, the hidden drafts of the script in which, you know, increasingly ridiculous bits of dialogue or responses start to you know spin off um revealing hidden motivations and very very metatextual motivations mm -hmm. um, and i won't i won't i won't spoil the denouement or anything it was just it was fun to look up screenplay formatting for ao3 uh and then to you know comment on everything from queer identity terminology to uh just ways that Dean might deflect a love confession. Yes, very um, funny. Down to the way that uh, Cass is spelled by the network. Uh, it was, um, I, I won't spoil it for anybody who has not read it, but just, just so that you're not almost literally murdered like I was. Um, just just make sure you don't have anything in your mouth when Cass starts talking to the empty, please. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, because the, the empty and, and uh, Billy are both, you know, listening, listening in on these alternative drafts of the dialogue, uh, providing some useful commentary. Yes. And one one of Cass's lines took me out at the knees completely. <laughs> so, oh yeah, would that be the Void Daddy line? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I, it was something yeah. to do with the way Probably. that he cleared his throat first before he said it. <laughs> there was just something, something about it. Yeah, perfection. Yeah, it's great. It's so great to have a show with a deadpan character. Like that's the great thing about uh, start a lot of Star Trek shows is that they almost always have a deadpan sort of non-human character who can therefore deliver these absolutely uh, just burn the house down lines in a, in a really underplayed deadpan way. Uh, it's, yeah, one of the reasons why I like this pairing is again, you just, you have two great little machines in Castiel and Dean who you can just play off of each other and play off of a scenario and, uh, really just have fun with it it's just so time. beautiful and and why crackfic works so well with them because you have dean who is just this like humorous little nugget who will just throw out all of these references and funny stuff and you can use him for the humor and then Cass, who it can just bounce off of like a wall until that <laughs> moment where it doesn't <laughs> yeah 
Well, that, yeah, that's the glorious thing about building up a character as the, forgive the term, straight man, uh, is that, it, you know, inevitably when that character does get in a, a real dunk, it yeah. just, the, you know, the reader or the audience isn't expecting it, so you just absolutely, you know, hit them in their blind spot. And it's really, it's really delightful to watch uh, that character just absolutely wreck shit <laughs> with... Uh, you know, finally getting a punchline. That's perfect. Um, before we go on, can I just ask from a technical point of view, how did you change the um, the font and stuff in this one? <laughs> did you use a skin or was it like a – did you just code? Yeah, it's a work, it's a work, it's a work skin. skin. So it's all in sort of a screenplay. Uh, and it, some other folks on AO3 Bless Them have made approximate – skins for sort of a screenplay style because some people actually do like post screenplays on AO3 because you know they've written a spec script for example Um, and so I just sort of collated some of my favorites and then you know edited it around for my own purposes and to make it work on different platforms one of the one of the tricky things about ao3 is that you want it to work on both somebody's tiny cell phone and somebody's e-reader and somebody's browser so that took a little probably took almost as much time as writing the fic but i had a lot of very lovely people who would you know take screenshots for me and help me make sure that things weren't sliding off of the window um, but if you are somebody who is interested in doing formatting-based uh, humor or narrative on AO3, it's absolutely possible without, you know, just defaulting to using images or screen caps. And I encourage you to Google around for work skins because people do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, that still remains uh, inclusive for people using readers or it's you can find some some really cool ideas out there. And I'm often I, actually I surprised like at how little um, coding, like the, the code is not super complicated. Like if it's just CSS, like there's not. Um, yeah, it's very basic style sheets. Like it does, yeah, it does not take a great deal of technical expertise to find something and use it and make it work. Speaking of the confession episode, um, perhaps we could go on to Jay Scribble's fic, um, which is called 404 Error. Yes, uh, I love this one. It's only 513 words. I love it. It's only it's still a not few the shortest. Words, yeah, I love how many short short fix there are. It's just you get in and you get out. Uh, yep. It's yep. one of the best things about fanfic is it's so, um, this is going to sound dirty, it's so length inclusive. <laughs> fanfic readers aren't inherently size queens. We are not. Uh, we don't discriminate you know, against in- those small guys. <laughs> So. No, and yeah. in commercial publishing, you know, there's really a very narrow aperture for what can be sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, e-readers open that up a bit to novellas and such, but you know, there's there isn't really a great place to send a you know a 400 word story to in the normal oh. world. But in fanfic, you can have a blast with you know just it's that little. The lift matters. It's what you do with it. Exactly. <laughs> And this one manages to pack in, like, some very loud belly laughter into 500 words. I have to say. Yeah, like, talk about every word being chosen perfectly. This fic is one of those. (laughs) Yeah, because what happens, basically... So this is playing on the the fact that after everything sort of went down, um, 
then this the Spanish dub came out and it was you know the confession but romantic or you know more romantic unequivocally romantic and so um yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what to say about this one without spoiling the whole thing because it is only 500 words <laughs> there's no but, way not to spoil this yeah uh, yes. But it, it is an it is an intrusion of the of the real life product international production and syndication scenario on the lived experience of the character. Yes. Yes. And basically, and also some really terrible or deliberately terrible Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, one of the things that I appreciated the most about fandom coming out of you know and especially Destiel fandom coming out of that episode was the 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 breadth of response uh from you know just the huge outpouring of like hardcore black as night ox fix i wrote one of those uh and you know just your your grieving codas and then you also had you know your your angry fix it fix or your fluffy fix it fix yes. and then you also you also had your um you know, let's blow this taco stand kind of humor <laughs> like like this one uh, or like my screenplay fic where it's just kind of taking the piss out of the entire situation yep. <laughs> as a whole. Uh, I like that however you felt about it, there was somewhere to go. So I suppose uh, we should, I guess, uh, properly introduce this fic. It is very simple to introduce one okay um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this book as we've mentioned is exactly 513 words long um, it's called 404 error by jay scribbles and the summary is how hablo espanol i don't know neither does dean um and the, my favorite tag here is dean didn't pass high school spanish <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. which I love that one. Arguably true. <laughs> um, but then again, I mean, he does have a GED, so who knows? He, he may have passed high school Spanish, but doubtful. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I try not to put too many wacky original tags into stories because I, I respect the labors and, and the challenges of AO3's tag wranglers. But sometimes you just, you need to be the first person in. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, this, you know, and if sometimes if you're if you're clicking through, you just see that one tongue in cheek tag and you're like, okay, I'm in. (laughs) And for this particular one, that one tag is really like it's what you need to know. (laughs) Perfect. And I I have one one super heavy fic that's in second person, um, which, uh, man, if anything sends people running for the exits, it's something written in second person. Mm. And I just have a tag in there saying, come back, I swear it's not insufferable. <laughs> like, hopefully that will that will communicate to people that I, I understand the challenge facing us in mm. processing a story written to you. Uh, and likewise, Dean didn't pass high school Spanish really says a lot of what you need. I just love... Cass's reaction to it too he's just like what <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. he's, he's got the little little hourglass turning over 
I, I quite like Seth's reaction in this as well, because obviously while this fic is taking place, it's taking place in the moment of the confession. So technically Billy is outside the door, like in theory, thumping on this door and literally just kind of slows down, as the fic says, like she was eavesdropping. <laughs> like she's just like, oh, I'm just going to, I'll just give them a second. <laughs> just, <laughs> so something's, something's clearly going on on the other side of the door. I'll just, I can give them a moment. <laughs> Yeah, you can play with time compression in these things. Either that, or she's just so busy cringing, like, "Oh, Dean, really?" (laughs) (laughs) That's a great mental image. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love I love these goofy takes on uh, really dark moments in the show. Because the show gives us so many dark moments that sometimes you just have to, <laughs> you, you just kind of have to laugh about it. You're like, no, again. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I, we can't say much more about it because it's so short. Yeah, because I don't want, it, it's such a short one and I don't want to spoil the whole thing. We, we, can't, we can't linger it'll, on it. It'll take you two it. minutes to read, so just go. Yeah, yeah just it's going to it. take you two it. minutes, so please just go and read this one. It's wonderful. <laughs> well worth the probably 45 seconds of your life (laughs) (laughs) so we do we do have a fic to talk about that um likewise weaponizes the tags yes and that's gene winchester is heterosexual by your friendly neighborhood fangirl yes do i have this one open i open i opened plenty but did i open that one is the question i can i can read the tags for you they're pretty great Yep, go on. Yes, please do. Hang on, before you do, I'll just we'll just quickly yeah. introduce who it's by. Otherwise, we'll you'll get lost. Um, yeah, I'm Steen, always lost. It's fine. Dean Winchester <laughs> is heterosexual by your friendly neighborhood fangirl. This one's only is less than five hundred words. This one, it's just a shorty. But go read us the tags. <laughs> all right, um, I. <laughs> You also have to have to read all the tags, not just the additional tags. Um, the relationships are Dean Winchester slash anyone and everything, as long as it isn't gay. Uh, okay. Castiel slash Dean Winchester. Uh, blurry woman slash Sam Winchester. And author slash regret, uh, which I think is a really <laughs> underutilized ship in wow, this fandom. Oh, yeah, that should be. Uh, characters include uh, Dean Winchester, Castiel, John Winchester, Sam Winchester, straight people, lots of straight people, Dean's very heterosexual car, and blurry woman. <laughs> and the additional tags, uh, just in case you were wondering, are Dean Winchester is not gay, Dean Winchester is an alpha male, Dean Winchester does not have feelings, uh, crackfic, pure crack, heaven, it's not gay to kiss another man, everyone is heterosexual, John Winchester is a good American dad, Dean Winchester is a good American son. Everyone is a good American who is straight and has no feelings. This is a joke. Oh my God, I regret this. This is what happens when you don't sleep. Amazing. It's like a whole story. This is what happens when you don't sleep. Oh, I felt that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very, it resonates. (laughs) It it resonates. Yeah, likewise, it is uh, very, very brief. Uh, and the the uh, the author's true feelings are made very very clear in the notes, which are very profane. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, I don't I don't think it's even possible to discuss this fic uh, because again, it is so super short. 
Um, but it's a great use of weaponized tags uh, and of just a really uh, snarky take <laughs> on the on the series finale. It'll take you like two like minutes. The, op- the opposite of queer baiting. It's great. <laughs> That's my two minutes after the show booked up. Brilliant. Oh, they don't pull any punches. <laughs> no, they don't. Then I've just realised that the, the the fix do kind of divide up into sections because there's mm-hmm. these confession related ones, and then there's like a whole little chunk of shall we call them object destiel fix. <laughs> Yes. Definitely, or you know, yeah. it's, it's definitely then, somebody's a bee, somebody's a plant, or somebody's a bagel, or somebody's uh, an asteroid, or yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then there's a, a whole other section of crack treated slightly more seriously, where there's some kind of plot, mm-hmm. some kind of case, some more, some kind of more yeah. substantial thing going on there. There's a bit more of a narrative arc to it. Yeah. Um, but I do have one more that is a different take on the confession one, which just leaped out of me. It, it, it's, it's pretty good. I really liked it. Um, but this is, it's verging on an RPF fic, but it's not really, because it happens within the French Mistake universe, so it's an in-show but this is this is where I always get tangled up because it's not actually RPF because they're in show people because they're not actual. Pe- yeah, there are yeah. versions of all of these actors who exactly. are supernatural characters uh, who have very very little to do with the actual people depicting them, uh, other than being the exactly. <laughs> but uh, it gets a little confusing. But at the same time, it does. It does. <laughs> at the same time. This is tagged Supernatural RPF because it does have Jensen in it. This is basically the idea that um, the confession and the last episode um, reverberated out so far that uh, Jensen had to fix it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, So this book, yeah, this is is quite a short, it's not as short as the other ones. This is a 5,000 word story. Um, it's called The Jensen Mistake um, by, I think it's pronounced Felshish. Felshish. I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mm-hmm. sort of crack treated a little more seriously than the previous ones, but it's it's definitely pretty funny. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Again, with the funny tags, but my favorite one is the word rebar is in this fic, but I promise you're safe with me. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> good because i have a real thing about everybody saying it's a rusty nail no it's rebar god they're different i don't want to see either of those words ever again no um that's you know what that's perfectly fair it's valid i'm a goth so i'm down the weird thing the weird thing was that um both ellen and i wrote a um you know a project that was like a whole season of a story like way before season 15 like it was when season 14 finished airing and so we wrote this season before season 15 started. And in yes. that season, we impaled Dean on a rebar. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so we wow. kind of... It was just his leg, though. He didn't, like... It was just know, his leg, yeah, in our defense. Wound. We didn't... Yeah, we didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah. We didn't but kill still, him because, something in the, you know, we logically The union subconscious <laughs> just reached you. Well, there was also a part of me that was like, well, just a rebar wound 
probably wouldn't kill him, but <laughs> you know, you know, you know. What did we know? <laughs> what did we know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but there, yeah, there are just some great lines in this. Like Cass is stuck in the empty, Dean, and frankly, I think it's about time we stop going to food festivals and start planning the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> The shade. <laughs> uh, some, my favorite yeah. part of this, I think, is where Jensen appears in the supernatural universe and meets Cass. <laughs> Cass goes, Jensen Eccles, that's not a name. <laughs> I, for some reason, I love that part. And he's like, dude, your name is literally Castiel. <laughs> there's some some other great lines like just breathe you're a good actor you got that kid's choice award to prove it (laughs) and jensen tries to explain the uh, french mistake kind of concept to Cass, or like jog his memory about it and Cass just goes what did the french do now murder (laughs) he's just like damn it it's 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 very funny uh i love it it also involves some very entertaining emails to Eric Kripke at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so there's some emoticons or some emoji are used. Uh, I like that the author really digs into stuff that, uh, when you think about it, canonically would really suck. Like all that driving in the show would just be absolutely mind numbing. Yeah. So the Jensen character has to actually do a road trip and baby, and it's just he's just dying because it's so long <laughs> and I, I like that the Jensen Dean keeps pointing at Sam and just going and you should be a witch by the way <laughs> <laughs> okay, like clearly this. clearly Jensen has <laughs> opinions <laughs> yeah clearly Jensen has the witch Sam headcanon <laughs> and, he, and he's gonna make he's yes. gonna make it happen yeah so he's uh, he's this Jensen is an ally <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very funny. It's a very like interesting twist, like a good way of looking at it. It's a, it's a quite a quick read. Like I said, it's about five thousand words. Definitely recommend this one. Mm-hmm. And I also love fics that have running jokes in them. Like I love a good running joke that keeps going through like multiple scenes. And uh, yeah. this one has one with some fish that I think Misha made him buy or something. <laughs> Oh, it's that Jensen has a giant fish tank in his trailer in yeah. French Mistake. And, uh, and so, so as, as you're like going on through, there's just like random lines like those fish keep staring, <laughs> like just going on yeah. through. And I love it. I love a good running gag. It's wonderful. Yeah. The, the fish really, really influence what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we, in the, in the category of fix that are more, um, they're less like a purely absurd premise so much as just a really creative take on formatting and, uh, and you know just great humor writing uh broadway musical by griftings is a great one that's about twelve thousand words or so yes i love uh, and this that, one this one is okay. is i think it's a it's a fandom favorite it's from 2014 so it's uh it's had it's had a while to be out there but it similarly has some really funny stuff with text formatting for different characters' dialogue and a host of angels that are behaving in a very metatextual way, trying to run the plot. Yes. yes <laughs> and so. trying, trying to trying to make the story come out in the way that they intend. Uh, but Destiel cannot be denied. Yep. I was gonna say, trying to make the story go in the way they intend feels very canon to me. So, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. That that literally has the powers that be. <laughs> let me let me read the summary because this I like. I like this is one of my favorites, and I only just read it like last week. It's been sitting in my. You know when you people keep recommending you fix and you keep opening them in new tabs and just never get to them. <laughs> That's what happened with this one because I'm sure it's been open in my Chrome for probably years at this point, and I never read it until now. And now I'm like, oh my god, this is brilliant. Anyway, um, the summary is, um, this is the day that marked the holy and blessed union of Dean Winchester and Joe Harvell. The merging of prominent bloodlines is always a grand occurrence, but breeding pedigree hunter families like Winchester and Harvell is something to be rejoiced. It's also something to be meticulously planned, which thankfully the host is very good at. The host as in the heavenly host. Or the romantic comedy where Dean Winchester and Joe Harvell are destined to get married Castiel is given the task of playing matchmaker and fails terribly. The entire heavenly host becomes a sitcom audience. God warns against male pregnancy and Jimmy Novak is incredibly unimpressed with angels in general. I think they just gave yeah. away a lot of the story actually in that. <laughs> no, well, but it's it's a, a story where it's, it's not the reveals so much as this, the journey. Yes, yes. Uh, and it's one of the best takes on dealing with the consent issue of taking a, taking a vessel and how can you uh, hook up with a character if you're wearing somebody else's body and they're still in it with you Yeah, there's uh, it's just a great take on how Jimmy Novak feels about being dragged along for this ride of and he's just, Castiel he's just and like Dean Winchester hooking his up. head at everything because we see he's extremely an- done the angels have one idea about how this should all happen and Obviously, Jimmy can see that that Dean's kind of into Cass, and and he's he's okay with that. There's there's a great with. moment where uh, Jimmy just calls Castiel a, a motherfucker, and Castiel's response is just to say in all caps, "I have I, fucked no mothers." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great, just the whole like. Um, the snark of like and the angels uh, it just it, the whole thing is hilarious <laughs> yeah it made me laugh yeah it's a great it's a great peanut gallery take where all of the angels in character are trying to kind of make things happen according to their genre preferences yeah um and it does not go you. the way to, that they planned in, in no, not hilarity in issues yeah and it definitely has a a, a i've always I feel like I referenced Terry Pratchett too much, but this is this definitely has a little a little hint of that in some of the text formatting and the way that you know multiple voices and can intrude on the narrative and try to try to push people around. Yeah, this sounds definitely. amazing. I have already marked that for later. There we go. Yes, definitely <laughs> read it. <laughs> but that one that one's a good bedtime read. It's it's twelve thousand four hundred some words, so it's a it's a perfect little mid length. I had one that was a bit like that that has been on my marked for later forever but it was one that I read a really long time ago and then completely forgot the title of and (laughs) could never ever find again and then when we were looking for crack fix I found lurking in the depths of my marked for later (laughs) turned out I'd had it there all this time and just couldn't remember the name of it such a good feeling yep and that was the mostly accidental courtship of Dean Winchester by Oh, yeah. Tuesday. Now, this week is adorable oh. and hilarious. Yeah, it's super cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that this is one of those weeks where 
Sam just makes this for me. Just Sam's reactions to this entire thing. So the summary of this one, um, it's very simple. It's just angelic marriage rights were never intended to go quite like this. So this is the idea that the handprint when um, Cass grabbed Dean from hell, the handprint worked kind of like one of the seals from season four. Um, in yeah. that it was it's, a, the it's a soul bond. Yeah, it was the beginning of a soul bond. It was the beginning of an angelic marriage ritual, um, mm-hmm. of which there were, I think, two hundred different seals. So, kind of at the beginning, like Cass didn't even mention it because there were like two hundred of them, so they were never going to get there, and it wasn't really a big deal. Um, yeah. But it turns out that now they're like seventeen away from it being completed. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> Dean keeps doing all this dumb shit. <laughs> um, uh, there's one of one of the tags is terrible decision making as a life choice. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, that's Dean. Like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. It really, it's both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. they uh, both just make terrible decisions on the regular. I think and the then, two best things about this is that every time in this this is is set um I think they started writing it after 518 and every time Dean summons Cass by his true name in this fic he turns up cuz he was previously just kind of hanging around all incorporeal and and, uh, and incorporeal and angelic like and then turns up naked in his vessel and even though Dean is aware that that's going to happen after the first time, he continues doing it. <laughs> and Sam is just there every time, just like, excuse me? <laughs> just like... <laughs> and, uh, there are also some, there's some podfic versions of this too. So if you, if you oh, like an audio... Oh, I'm going to have to listen to that. Yes. Uh, go, go check it out there. They're linked at the bottom of the fic. Excellent. So Dean and Cass will just be sniping at each other and Cass will be just like very bluntly laying out what he wants. He'll literally, Cass will literally just be like, you're wearing boxes, remove your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sam is just like, feeling a little uncomfortable here, guys. (laughs) It's a great take on the, the, uh, the angel soul bond marriage trope. It really Uh, is. Again, you know, take taking something that people have written you know really fantastic you know emotional or hot or whatever versions of it and just making it awkward and hilarious so uh, and so explore, funny. exploring like the parts of it that would be incredibly unfortunate incredibly <laughs> and they still somehow manage to make you forget that sam is there sometimes like you'll have they'll be having this intense conversation between like dean and Cass, and then suddenly it'll just be like sam being like I really don't need to be here for this. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> eating a salad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I've really enjoyed the last few weeks reading all these different hilarious stories, and now here I am adding more and more of them to my list. I'm gonna have to read that one. It sounds great. That's uh, that's the podcast, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah we do this every time. <laughs> It wouldn't. It wouldn't be fair if uh, it didn't impact you as well. <sighs> yeah. On the, on the the fandom classics that take on a trope. I mean, 
you you two asked me what are some of your favorite you know crack or or humor fix and I was like well I mean if I if I had to only take so many to a desert island one of the first in my duffel bag would be what has eight tentacles and isn't allowed to eat pie by Annie D because that is a that is just a great take on um well on tentacle fic for one or sea arm fic i guess i know there's some biologists out there yes. like actually <laughs> octopuses have sea arms. sea arms it's true i know i know it's true um they don't have but tentacles? also just no they don't technically the, the, speaking they, they have sea arms tentacles do not have suckers on them mm-hmm. so your sea anemones they have tentacles but uh you know the the concept of s- sexy octopus uh, and then saying, well, it would actually be kind of terrible <laughs> if uh, you were transformed into an octopus. And it, it ends up being um, a really, uh, really lovely and profound, which I, oh, man, I just, obviously that, that totally gets me when you start out with something ridiculous and you manage to twist it in a way where it illuminates new angles on the character's relationship yes. to each other. And uh, Dean spends most of the story as a small octopus, yeah. uh, but that experience uh, provides some enlightenment to him about Castiel uh, in a really unexpected way. Um, yeah, and this one is also we should mention this one is actually rated; it's teen rated, so it's it's actually got a tag that says non-sexual tentacles. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's very, no, there's no tentacle uh-huh. sex. In it. It's a great, it's a great bunker fic. Also, it's pretty much all in the in the bunker or around it. Uh, Kevin's in it, which is really fun. Whenever uh, the characters get to mess with Kevin, um, at one point Dean attacks his face while in octopus form, <laughs> which is just a wonderful, wonderfully written image. Yeah. Um, but there's just a lot of a lot of good goofs on the whole Men of Letters bunker concept and the you know the weird stuff they have in the archives, and just the. Uh, the realities of any kind of transformation fic and how it might might not be <laughs> the quite the uh, the sexy scenario that it is in other takes. It's a wonderful, wonderful fic. I love that one. Me too. And it's just some great, also, some great octopus. Yeah, it's, it's been stuff. a little while, but it's also a really lovely example of that like wonderful trope where. You know, we, we have to kind of remember sometimes that as far as Cass is concerned, like he was never the, the same species as Dean to start with. So like it's it's still just Dean to him. <laughs> like, OK, yeah. it's now Dean who yeah. is slightly awkward to communicate with because he is occasionally a bit of a butt about things. But <laughs> well, yes. because he uh, there's so many great things of uh, Dean in octopus form trying to uh, use a tablet. Yes. <laughs> to talk. <laughs> Uh, and so the, his octopus typos are hilarious. Um, they can't they can't quite be vocalized, but they're magnificent. Uh, it's just a great mental image of somebody without a bone structure trying <laughs> trying to type on a smartphone. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really great take on creature fic and on uh, being other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is it that I uh, end up and saying something about like otherness in fic almost every single episode? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why well, does I mean, it always come, come back to this? Because yeah. it's a major theme well, in the whole the whole show, isn't it? It like, is. Yeah, it's so. part of the special sauce of the ship too, right? Yes. Where you have the 
you have the outsider character and you have the extremely refer human culture referential character and them bouncing off of their mutually very small comfort zones yeah and it's just really really wonderful when you get to see dean dropped into that place where he gets to learn a little bit so yeah it's it's an interesting fic because uh dean doesn't get to talk through most of it which is a really unusual thing in uh dusty old fic where dean is essentially just reduced to occasionally uh, making squirt noises like he still has the pov so you understand what he's thinking and experiencing but he doesn't get to dominate the conversation yes uh, and he's forced to he's forced to be quiet around castiel and just exist in his presence and that ends up being rather instrumental that yes, that is feeds fun. into my bizarre obsession with onomatopoeia so <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of that. well i'm a cartoonist so you know i love sound effects that's i'm i'm all about it he says a lot of it. blurps and Blurp. <laughs> yep. blurps kind of thing. yeah little liquid noises yes good stuff I think that that fix segues us very nicely into um, fix where they are other strange little creatures like bees, for example. Yeah. Like bees. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of bee Castiel. I mean, and they're again, all really adorable. That, yeah, there's some it's just absolute fluff out there about Castiel being a little bee. Yep. Uh, which one are we going to start with? Being though, something that's so many. Um, I have one open in front of me called The Bee in the Tree by Wanna Live in Dean's Dimples, which is very cute. Um, Castiel is a carpenter bee in need of a new home, and Dean is a tree who needs company. Um, Oh, that does sound adorable. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's very cute. It is illustrated. Yeah, it it has... Uh, It's also very short. It's very short. It has a very cute little illustration of tree dean with his very very green leaves and little blue-eyed bee Cass um and and Cass not quite fitting in at the hive and going going to live in a little hollow in in Dean's tree it's very sweet incredibly sweet so there's there's really I can't say like much more about this thing necessarily it is incredibly short (laughs) but uh it's it's very sweet so it is yeah a... there's a whole there's a whole zone of uh of crack fic where I'm, i mean the relationship to the show is virtually non-existent beyond maybe a, a some basic uh color scheme or reference <laughs> to bees or what have you and i i love that they range everywhere from like the most wholesome like here's a g-rated love story between a bee and a tree to just the most obscene stuff you've ever read yes like the whole range the whole range fandom has always got you covered no matter what (laughs) yeah from from zero to horny in in 60 seconds the other one for example of that is um another bee fic called pollination um it's by the, yep. the author is listed as orphan account that means it's been orphaned right like the original author has orphaned it or is it a yes that that means yeah, they, they have kind of like, decided they did not want to be associated mm. with this fic any longer <laughs> yes well we'll put a link to it in, in the notes anyway but um 
Yeah, this is one, this is like a PWP one where um, where Cass is a bee and a bumblebee and finds a, a daffodil who is Dean. So daffodine. It's a daffodine. Yes. It's, it's daffodine. <laughs> and he goes and like basically fucks this flower. It's like, yeah, uh, it's, it's just sh- like that shameless weird kind of, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it, so, but it's very funny. You get lines like he shuffled on his little bee feet, <laughs> yeah, like, and then he talks about how how hot it is to have all this pollen all over him. Is that the way it's written is at the same time so innocent and yet so not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think we actually, you know, um, extended group, we had like a a read aloud one one time uh, when everyone had been drinking. I think. And um, it suddenly becomes, like, you know, exponentially more hilarious. <laughs> it was only 330 words, so, you know, it's yeah. great stuff. And, you know, and you get to you get to read phrases like uh, looking down at his stamen lustfully. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it began to fondle Daffodine's stamen. Yes. <laughs> uh I love that because Cassiel's, uh, you know, written as a pedantic alien who constantly drops facts about the natural world um, because he was there for when it was made. Yeah. Uh, we, it's, it, there are all these weird uh, discursive fix or bits of fix where uh, all of a sudden it's just a nature lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you, uh, if you get or, it back Or, you know, we're... Yeah, or we're well. That's the thing, man. Like fandom will will gladly jump in your in your comments to be like, uh, octopuses actually have sea arms. <laughs> yes, uh, and, they will. Oh, you know, they that, straight will. I'm telling you. <laughs> absolutely, uh, and that can be obnoxious. Like, do we need do we need to delightful. revisit the conversation I had in my comments about whale dicks? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's why you get a beta reader. Yeah, but sometimes it just works. Like, it's fiction. I mean, sometimes you got to yeah, bend. No, let it, you know, let it wash over you. Let it wash over you. But I really enjoy it when somebody takes a uh, a line, uh, you know, a subject matter that is distinctly unsexy and has nothing to do with supernatural and manages to make it both. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. It's a special skill. That I think we have developed and, and lifted to an art form as a fandom. I, you know, researching for stories, I have learned a lot of exciting new nature facts. Uh, I, I really appreciate that. I know a lot about wing anatomy now. Yes. Yeah. And I have traumatized my friend Amanda with whale dick facts. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, there you go. That's how a friendship is really cemented it, it really is yeah <laughs> i'm just looking for the other bee things oh there's another bee thing oh no I no i didn't no it's not a bee thing Aww. i was just looking at the um the way i was so disappointed then. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no 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 it's the um the honky ween one that i was looking at because it's by the author is castile's honeybee and i was like oh they caught my eye but it's not anything to do with honeybees. okay which is the which is the fic okay so there's a fic that references that fic right yeah no this is it so so too much inertia is the name of of this link that i have 
the actual fic itself that they're talking about. So this is Sam and Sam reading Dean some fanfic about them. Yeah. Um, and the actual fic itself is actually just a, a snippet on Tumblr that someone posted. Um, okay. And it's got a link to it. Is it in here? Yeah, there is a link to it in the in this actual AO3 um, fic. So this is um, Sam is just reading this and laughing his ass off and Dean's like what is wrong with you and then he's like reading this out and going Dean and Cass were in bed doing it super fast bam 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 <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's reading it out to Dean and it's just so funny and he's something about honking your ween because he dicked forward and it was wrong and oh <laughs> it's just when you read it you're just like what am I read what have, what did I just read <laughs> like I don't know sometimes it's one just, of those things that uh, you read at like 2 a.m and it and it's like dark it's not even like you're deliberately sat in the dark it's just that you've sat down at like you know 8 30 and you haven't gotten up since and so yeah, <laughs> yeah. time has gotten the best of you yeah, yeah and, and you just suddenly look up and realize that it's dark and you haven't moved and you're like how did i get here like <laughs> yeah i think this is probably one of those <laughs> but it's it's very good it's only this itself is only 700 words i mean i don't know how they managed to get 700 words out of a premise like that but uh, yeah, it's worth worth a giggle. <laughs> uh, sometimes those uh, premises have... are the ones that get away with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's tr- yeah, you have so many. How many fix start with? I look, this is just going to be a joke, but now it's seventy thousand <laughs> words. Definitely. Uh, I have too many fix that started off with. Ah, this will be funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Famous shall we shall we go words. on to the totally bizarre ones then? Do you want to talk about let us? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, let's start off with the innocent vegetable and then go downhill. Because I think right. there's definitely there's definitely a progression of vegetables that we've got here. <laughs> Sometimes Actually, no. There's, there's, hang on. There's there's yeah yeah. There's there's two lettuce. I have two lettuce, and then we can go downhill through carrots and then assorted vegetables and plants. Oh. <laughs> uh, I believe this this is an April Fool's fic originally. Us, yeah, this is KK Tibal and and, and and our friend Welven and Wings. Welven Wings, yes. Uh. So this is actually my favorite crack fic because I just find this one so charming. It's one of those fics that never like fails to put a smile on my face because yeah. I'm somebody that loves puns like unironically. I just adore them. <laughs> Yep. Well, so. and it also has phrases like "Dean was a bold young lettuce." Yes, who can, who can read that without smiling? I mean, really? You, yeah, you can't. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Or if he goes, he he moved, but he had no muscles. But then he remembered he had no brain to worry with either, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and sentences like <laughs> that thing he'd thought before about how lettuces couldn't move on their own was completely forgotten, which was lucky. Or else it would have been a plot hole in an otherwise flawless narrative. <laughs> yeah, all right. So there is an actual story that, to this. Like the yes, Dean and Cass are lettuces in a fridge and they are attracted to each other, but they're stuck in a fridge. And they so, can't speak because they're lettuces, apart from when they forget that they can't speak and then they can kind of communicate-ish. Yeah. <laughs> wave their leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's actually quite yeah. realistic, the, the, you know, communication problems that they have. It's, you know, it's up there with canon. Right. 
<laughs> well, and you know, yeah, there are various times in canon where they mutually possess the intelligence of lettuce. So it, it hundred <laughs> percent checks out. Absolutely. Um, and then they they do they bust out of the fridge and escape into the world. <laughs> um, it says tag yourself in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> based on a very phrases. very emotional vegetable <laughs> there's, there's a very uh, I, charming I, yeah there's a very charming piece of art of the two lettuces at the yeah. bottom yeah yeah i really i really like uh castiello's radicchio you know he's a little bitter but if you if you roast him there's a good sweetness there too <laughs> yep it's really good good characterization there yep He's a little older than the fresh young green lettuce. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's seen he's seen more things. Mm-hmm. And my favorite Castiel line: "I am reminiscent of lettuce Moses." Cast thought as he tumbled joyfully out of the kitchen and into the hall. I lead this other lettuce to freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's it's wonderful. It will put a smile on your face. Obviously, it's it's silly and it's meant to be silly. So just go and embrace the silliness and. Yeah, go yes. and and read and enjoy. It's a Monty Python level well, of silliness. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I but I really like that it. Um, you know, some some short like oh somebody's a jar of jam and somebody else is a shoe shoelace kind of uh, crack fix are they're obviously like you had to be there kind of fix like uh sort of you know the sort of thing that you write with friends at a slumber party and then afterwards you're like wow we were so high this makes no sense at all uh but some of them are profoundly silly but also just very nicely written yes (laughs) and this is definitely very nicely very nicely written like it's even if you have no investment in the characters uh it's a great little story about some some lettuces in love yeah it's incredibly wholesome and it gets to use great phrases like chlorophyllic vitality and <laughs> it's wonderful <laughs> yes Cass and the green lettuce took it all in for a moment using none of the five senses <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, the best thing about great... it I think that it calls itself out like every other sentence <laughs> yeah it's for anthropomorphizing lettuce it really uh, it really knows what it's doing <laughs> It's true crack. Uh, Something that I think fanfic in general is much better at doing than not only original fiction, but just TV and movies in general is kind of constantly lampshading ourselves. Like if in general we're like, oh, well, this is kind of ridiculous. Well, that's fine. We're aware of that. The characters are aware of that. Let's have them talk about how ridiculous this is. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, very much Yeah, we're much better at that, I find, in general, in fanfic than in almost any other kind of media. And um, we almost take that to an extreme in fanfic a lot of the time. And it's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of room for commentary. (laughs) Yes. There is. Lampshading to an extreme level. We've got like a... 100,000 works now it's like we've got our own culture and even separate to the show itself we have our own huge oh, yeah. body I'm, I'm always fascinated when I meet people who are like oh I haven't watched any of the show I just I just read the fanfic yeah. for the ship and I'm like all right that's like you know how, how does there's certainly make enough sense material <laughs> yeah well but you know it's 
it does make sense to me though like i i work i don't work in superhero comics but i i have a lot of friends who do and it's not entirely dissimilar where you have these archetypes uh and you know they have some there is a canon and there are some core roles but also there's just so much material that it almost becomes you know like a like you know like a canon uh, it's a whole range of stories and characterizations by a whole bunch of different people yeah. you can say that you, you know you you're a huge batman fan but that can mean so many different things depending on what batman stuff you're into uh and likewise when you have uh you know a fanfic culture this prolific I, you know there absolutely there's an entire enjoyable world of watching these two idiots do their thing yep. <laughs> in all sorts of ridiculous scenarios that is not dependent on uh the originating material yep it's its own whole thing by now it has a life of its own <laughs> it's wonderful all right what other well, bizarre vegetables have we got well I have to give a brief mention to another lettuce-related fic. Um, Just a quick mention to this one. This is an Almasi fic um, called Lettuce Share This Moment, um, which I think is is something that had to turn up eventually, um, just on the basis that any trope that's out there, someone is eventually going to turn it on its head and do the opposite, right? Um, So this is a fic where Dean is a lettuce lover. (laughs) so it yeah. is a fic where dean no no perfectly innocent get your head out of the gutter i can hear you from here Jeez, there are children present in the world <laughs> sorry go uh, on no th- this is this is genuinely a fic with food as a metaphor for love where dean really enjoys salad and Cass makes him salad he is a closet salad lover <laughs> Oh, that sounds way more wholesome than, than what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. So we had to take a brief detour into really wholesome vegetables before I take us straight to the carrot fic next. Straight <laughs> to hell. <laughs> so yes, please okay. go and see Almasi for wholesome 4,000, well, 4,800 word lettuce food as metaphor for love fic. Um, with let us share this moment and then we will talk about I keep, I'm not sure I can say the title of this fic without like sniggering and choking <laughs> would you like to take this one Helen Lung in Frim this one is this the carrot fic you're talking about yes this is the carrot okay, fic the carrot fic it's by Daziel so this one's interesting because it's not actually tagged um, Castile Dean Winchester it's um They've used all sorts of weird tags in this, so it's hidden. Um, if you don't know the link, then you won't find it. But um, I think it was written for a like a, a bingo or a. Oh, let me open it up. Yeah, it's. Um, we should probably talk about this in general. So this is um, it's for something called SPN Coldest Hits. So yeah, that's right. The idea of SPN Coldest Hits <laughs> is that the winner is the person who gets the least amount of hits i can't remember if it's hits or oh, kudos but i think really? it's hits um on their fic in a month so it, it's basically an inversion on the whole you know popularity game of of fic um in that Great. you should just write what you want and try and have fun and try and be silly with it and not worry about but numbers. i love the idea of engineering your fic to be completely unappealing yes <laughs> like it's really like i i love it i love 
the concept. I've never had time to do it, but I'm still determined that one of these days I'm going to. Yeah, um, no, I'd never heard of the, of the explanation for it before because I always wondered with it, like since I, we found this one, like why it, it isn't even tagged supernatural. Like it's spelled yeah, there's incorrectly. There's a whole collection of them. And I think there's a Tumblr. I think it's like a monthly thing um, where there's like a, I think there's probably a prompt or a theme each month. Um, yeah. And they do some kind of coldest hit each month. Um, hmm. It looks like this is also this is also part of a series. So uh, if you're really into the whole object Destiel thing, there is a series of ten. <laughs> so if you enjoy the sound of this one, just saying, there's plenty more out there. <laughs> With, I'm assuming different types of things. So so the the summary goes, Danny Winchester. Wines Chester, it's all spelled wrong, um, gets a little into into dinner. Um, but it's pretty much sort of dubcon in that um, um, Dean finds a carrot in the fridge and, you know, sticks it up his butt. Um, but then the carrot is alive. <laughs> He's not getting into alive dinner, getting into and, him. Yeah, oh. and it all happens and there's eventually some, like, Mpreg and stuff like you know it's it's weird and i have to say that when we shared this with um a a friend like in our friend group those sort of thing it sort of traumatized a bunch of people and they're like whenever we mention carrots now everyone's like no no carrots so um (laughs) yes we we need to just come out and say that Cass is definitely a very strange dom carrot in this. He's a dom child. Wow. Yes. And yeah. I just, the, the first time I read this, I just, I, I had tears streaming down my face. I was laughing so much just because it's so bizarre. It's like, what is going on here? Anyway, I loved it. So I share this with as many people as I can now just for like, you know, maximum exposure yeah. of weirdness. And um, yeah, get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Incredibly weird. Make sure you read the tags. You're probably not going to be able to understand the tags. Therefore, make sure you read the notes. <laughs> is yeah, the what I'm end, the say. end note has a has an explanation of all of it. <laughs> yeah, because the, the tags are just as bizarre as the fic is. The fic itself is written in perfectly understandable English. I would like to point out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the just the overall concept is is wheels within wheels. Yeah, it's incredibly bizarre. And again, I think it's just showing kind of the the breadth of crack fic really because you can go from something that's you know over a hundred thousand words and has a huge plot and everything that came from a very cracky concept right down to something at the other end like this there's such a huge breadth of stuff out there 1500 words of of dean getting fucked by a dom carrot yeah (laughs) which is totally bizarre but yes, I, I forgot but, you know, about the, the like impregnated carrot juice part at the end. I had forgotten. Yeah, about I'm that impressed part. that you were able to forget that. <laughs> I mean, it's still not the weirdest thing I've read. So, <laughs> no, of course, of course not. I I love that that is that is what that says. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you blocked it from your your mind. No, no, no. So we also. Like from this, from this, we then have like, so this is like the, the weird kind of slightly dub con kind of weirdness. And then there's the, the plant 
the plant. What is the name of the plant? Let me find it. Secret Garden uh, by Miss LV um, yeah. is is six thousand words of it. It's like the same kind of theory in that there's vegetable fucking, but it's it's kind of nice. I don't want to say that in like a. It's really it's hot very, and kind of weird, but also it's, the, the it's a bit more wholesome. It's very, yeah, it's, it's very consensual, which yeah, yeah. is the big difference here. <laughs> yeah, they they find each other. Yeah, yeah. and Cass is into it from the beginning. He's not like yes. weirded out. Well, he is weirded out by by the end, but in the middle. But uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's just on like, board. What the hell? Yeah, but, yeah, he's on board yes. though. He's on board. But at the same time. He, he likes his plant boyfriend. Exactly. So this is like Cass's... There's an actual, like, a really quite a nice story to this as well. Like, he's a, an orphan who lives at a church, like, in, within a church community, I guess, and the other angels are, like, other characters in it. Um, and he looks after the vegetable garden and finds a plant on the edge of the woods that are just next to the church and helps it to grow and it becomes deem. <laughs> Um, I would describe the characterizations as loose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that this the is summary definitely of this not, fic. not a canon adjacent. No, I love that the summary of this fic just says Castiel is a young gardener at the church where he grew up. He finds a unique plant that he names Dean. Two guesses where this goes. <laughs> yeah, like look, we all know why you're here. Yeah. Like, you read the tags. You know what you're coming here for. <laughs> well, the first tag is vegetables as sex toys, so it's probably we probably don't need to describe much more about it because it's in a vegetable garden. <laughs> but I feel like this this is like the the deep end of fanfic that people either uh, like assume it's all this weird, or they have no idea it is this weird. Yeah, There's yeah. No... It's one of those two extremes. There's no yeah. in-between there. This is also quite a unique fic in that you can describe it entirely with emojis, I have discovered. <laughs> can you? <laughs> yes. You mean you like can vegetable emojis? Or? Yeah, you can entirely <laughs> describe it with cucumber, eggplant, four potatoes. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> How nice. <laughs> you just spoiled the whole sex scene. <laughs> Well, there we go. The other thing that has to be said about this one, if you want to know more about those emojis and their uses, <laughs> um, is that there is a podfic of this that was recently recorded uh, because it is Crackfic Month. Yes, so we have a link to a collection of Crackfics um, that have been recorded as podfics for the month by the lovely nerdy nerd design on AO3 um, quite well known on Twitter as Dusty so if you would like to hear the story of the cucumber eggplant potato 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 um, <laughs> then, then go ahead um, possibly it's... make sure that you are alone <laughs> before <laughs> this is one of those fix where I'm not sure that I you know, it's like I'm, I'd love to hear it out loud, and at the same time, I'm not sure I want to hear it out because <laughs> it's so yeah. Weird. You're not you're not sure how that will transform it. Yeah. Um, I know that Nerdy is doing a 
uh, recording of another one of my silly fix, uh, Funny Bone, uh, oh. involving a, a skeleton that tells some just really off-color jokes. And I'm excited to hear how that goes. So I think that is part of the Crack Fic Month. Amazing. Awesome. She does an amazing job with those. I know. I love them so much. She's like, can I, can I record? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Yay. So fun. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything else that we can say about that one without, like, just traumatizing everybody. <laughs> no, I was going to say there is um, just a, if you aren't into Mpreg, then maybe avoid that one too. Yeah, because there is I think a, just a read the tags. mention at the end. Yeah. So it is very brief mention at the end, but it's definitely there. So, You know, I think I think if you're into um, consensual uh, multiple vegetable penetration fix, mm-hmm. probably you're not going to be scared off by that escalating to a brief mention of Mpreg. But yeah, it's I think good probably, to be aware. <laughs> there's probably like a hierarchy there somewhere of like... <laughs> I'm things sure that, we, all, we all people, we all yeah. have our squicks. We all have our limits. Um, you know, for somebody, eggplant penetration may be too much. For somebody else, it may be the empress. You know, you gotta respect people's limits. Exactly. <laughs> I love that in the end notes it says it was a journey to Google vegetables that you can have sex with. I feel like as fanfic writers, we've all had that moment where we're like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this this thing that I'm googling right now. <laughs> <laughs> going incognito for this one yeah see i never think of doing that ever <laughs> ever 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 <laughs> i i had a i had a moment i had a moment i shared with some friends in a group chat the other day where my partner found something very strange <laughs> on my on my laptop and uh luckily mm. he found it very funny <laughs> he just found the entire thing hilarious but does make you wonder yeah my you know if I, I think ever... my mom grabbed my la- grabbed my laptop to do a, a search through the browser and I had a moment of like bleak terror <laughs> at what pages were open but it was all like somebody on uh, profound bond was looking for tips about 18th century tall ships in the British Royal Navy oh, that's so it was wholesome. just it was it was oh, just all like diagrams of sloops and square rigged brigantines I was like whew. that could have been a lot weirder yes the other day someone was mentioning you know at the beginning of um lazarus rising where it's got like misha's name there on the screen and then jensen is like breathing heavily in the pic like it's that (laughs) oh yeah Uh and i was trying to find i thought i had it on my phone but i didn't so i was thinking i should search for that one which has the subtitle saying porn and then it has starring Jared Padalecki underneath it. Oh yeah from, yeah yeah from one another episode. <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, how am I gonna Google the, this? The <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting some very dubious results. But I did I did end up finding it. I just I just put the whole thing in, in uh quotes and it, it came up. So I'm like, whew like You know whatever whatever you're looking for, you're not the first. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. In, in fact, there's probably a fairly good chance that whatever you're looking for, there is most likely already a Tumblr blog that somebody has dedicated to already <laughs> gathering what it is that you are searching for and having organised it already for you into categories. Oh, God bless <laughs> yes. fandom. Yes. Because <laughs> the other day I was looking for, there was a particular gift that I was looking for that's like, it, 
it was like one of those kind of like look-alike kind of shots where it's it's not Dean and Cass, but like it, it's I don't know some random innocent porn stars who <laughs> just have had their images <laughs> co-opted by our fandom. I don't yeah, <laughs> but um, it, it's some kind of gift and somebody asked me for it and I know I used to have it but I couldn't find it so I started googling it and uh immediately found like a tumblr blog which had links to just just endless endless links to like full-length videos to like everything I was just like this fandom just really has everything (laughs) just amazing just everything (laughs) we're lucky I'm sure there are some fandoms that uh, are so small that you never find anything you're looking for (laughs) yeah I I mean a couple of those (laughs) So, God bless. <laughs> Sad times. All right, well, anyway, going back to back vegetables. To, look, yeah, back to vegetable sex. I have one more vegetable fig to mention, which we don't have to talk in length about because it's only very short as well. But um, did you guys have a look at Farmhouse Love? I didn't oh. look at that one yet. It's, it's by it's Alan right McFallon. Um, yes, I really want to read this one. It's only 1,800 words, but. The th- it is explicit because basically um, Farmer Dean finds Castiel and basically ties him up in the barn and, you know, does things to him involving vegetables as well. Um, but the funniest thing is that um, Farmer Dean has like this accent which is written into the dialogue. And um, I don't know, I was it's in very, stitches. It's very, ye- very yeehaw. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth a read if you you know if you're okay with the vegetable stuff so <laughs> this, this is definitely one of those fics where i'm like i don't know that a person could write this fic while sober and yeah, uh yeah. you know what we we yeah. welcome all uh, all approaches to the craft <laughs> yeah i mean i like to think of it as the hemingway way <laughs> but like however, yeah, however yeah. you want to do it but yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you're uh, on on the the list of fix we've discussed in this episode of uh, the very tender, uh, innocent and sweet, all the way to, whoo, okay. <laughs> oh my god, are there any on the list that we haven't mentioned? Um, yes, we've we've still got more. <laughs> oh my god, okay, yep, go. What's next? So, not vegetable, but still food stuff. So we're moving on a little bit to. Okay hot bagel on bagel action uh, we can't right. go past the bagel fig um, a classic well, yeah I mean I I feel like that's probably all the description that's needed um, th- there's a tag that's baganal <laughs> oh, no. I don't think I've ever actually said that out loud before <laughs> and now you, oh, and now I you love have. it. I love it. Okay. Um, bagel Castiel, Bagel Dean. Dean was watching wow. Dr. Sexy Bagel and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. was entirely convinced that there had never been and would never be a sexier bagel. Uh, until, of course, Bagel Cass walked, hopped, because we're getting a little bit lettuce ficky here, um, in, in front of the television screen. And uh, maybe he was wrong. <laughs> oh, um, it, it's it's pure crack. It's it, it's definitely funny. Um, <laughs> there's really not much else to say about this one. It, it's, it's kind explicit. of looping. Yeah, it is explicit. 
um <laughs> it's it's a lot less wholesome than the lettuce fic however it kind of has a similar <laughs> not taking itself too seriously vibe to it yeah. um the words like a pound into me i need you with a k <laughs> oh, and no. things like that appear quite often and at one point <laughs> Cass being referred to as a whole grain slut <laughs> things like that crop up oh, no. um just just putting that out there so people know what they're getting into if they even want to go anywhere near this story um it, it's it's very silly it's literally two bagels um it, it's kind of legendary because i mean it's it's two bagels what other reason does it need <laughs> exactly <laughs> um again it has a wonderful tag which is just this is what hiatus looks like <laughs> this is what it used to do to us so imagine what we'll be doing oh. like 10 years from now <laughs> oh god <laughs> the people that are left will have been reduced to Balefic might look like the height of literature by then because we'll have been starved for content so long we'll be like right what vegetables have we got left you will see what's moulding in the bottom of the drawer <laughs> what have we got left that we've not yet not yet used just such... oh no <laughs> alright alright we better quit while we're ahead <laughs> oh. people are going to be so traumatised by this episode Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, that's Desti Bagel by Mystic Moon High. <laughs> two thousand two thousand words of bagel on bagel action. Go knock yourselves I, out. I appreciate that uh, we've really explored a lot of uh, tonal variety. Exactly. Can we talk about some actual crack treated seriously fix for a moment now? Because I have some really good ones to recommend. All right. Please do. All right. Go. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to start with a smaller one by an author who I would say to to my mind is kind of quite well known for writing this type of crack treated seriously sort of thing. Um, and that is Mittenwraith. Um, oh, yeah. Mittenwraith on AO3, Mitten's Morgul on Tumblr and other social media places where you might find mm -hmm. the mittens um last i checked i believe that mittens had 15 fix that were tagged crack on her a3 profile mm -hmm. yeah so that i think is prolific in the genre yeah one of my personal favorites is one of one of the shortest ones uh this fic is uh five and a half thousand words it's called pine vest by mitten race oh um, this was actually written, I believe, during Pinefest. Uh, Pinefest is one of the big bangs uh, in the fandom, which is actually run by Mittens um, and Cass, another fanfic author in the fandom. Um, <laughs> and it's a big bang that's all about pining. So taking that very literally... Um, it was thick, pine fest. The summary is A hunt for a witch in the woods leads to the entirely wrong sort of pining for Dean and Cass um, So it's right in the tags I don't think it's a spoiler to say that this is a thick where Dean is temporarily a pine tree So yeah. he literally gets turned into a tree pining entirely the wrong kind of pining um, 
it's actually really good. <laughs> I really I really like this story. It's it's a great one where they've taken a really cracky concept, one of those this will never work. I'm going to make it work and it turns out really well. Bless. Um, yeah, it it's really good. Um just just Sam and Cass trying to work out what they're going to do with this tree and how they're going to reverse Dean's tree state <laughs> and uh get Dean <laughs> back to being himself awesome <laughs> so, I love it um, but yes Mittenreif in general um, on AO3 great author to go to for crack treated seriously kind of fix oh, the main one absolutely. we're going to talk about um, is a bit longer so almost 21,000 words I think we were going to talk about Plot Bunny alright so this one was published in 2018 it's 21,000 words-ish and the summary goes Sam finds a case in a town that harbours long repressed childhood trauma for both him and Dean once upon a time it played host to Sam's discovery that the Easter Bunny was a fraud perpetrated by his brother but while Sam was busy resenting Dean for how that truth came to light he missed the bigger picture of what Dean had been up to for the month John had left them behind and the boy he'd spent most of his time with now, with a potential supernatural killer on the loose, Dean has to dredge up a part of his past he thought he'd safely buried so deep it would never see the light of day. Cass helps. This sounds dark. <laughs> from, that, yeah. from that summary, it sounds dark. It's actually not. It's a really delightful flick that takes a few different kind of cracky concepts. So we've got Easter bunnies jackalopes um wool pittingers for anybody who i mean you, you had you had me at jackalopes <laughs> yep um kind of pranks and practical jokes um and puts them all into one honestly very heartwarming story there's like a there's, there's there's a point where it kind of could have gone either way where you think that you know dean is going to relive this traumatic time in his past where um this is definitely a john's winchester's a plus parenting fic with some implied uh, not even implied i think it's mm -hmm. it's quite obvious um homophobia that happened in the past those are those are in the tags for anybody who wants to avoid that um and and that is kind of explained like dean explains like what actually happened as opposed to what sam thinks happened um and that is explained and when he does explain it obviously that becomes kind of a gateway to his relationship with Cass um, so there is kind of I guess a little tension there but it's actually um, worked out very easily there's no real kind of angst in this fic or anything like that it's it's kind of very fluffy and despite that kind of history there it's all it's all dealt with very very nicely it's kind of just like I said, heartwarming and, and lovely and quite funny in parts. Um, I just, I love the fact that Sam has this like Easter Bunny related trauma that he's kind of low-key still mad at Dean about all these years later. Abs absolutely buy it. That's, yeah, uh, I just, I love that. This, this, it, for some reason perfectly. that is just so, so in character to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. That if you told me there was a like a deleted episode of the show where that is a thing, I would be like, oh yeah, yeah, check it out. <laughs> it sounds sweet. And one thing that made me think of this fic earlier, where you said that there was a conversation that 
um, it would be so believable if somebody had a conversation about, oh, this could so easily be, you know, an episode of the show with this in it. There is a conversation between Mittens and um, one of her friends, Lizbob, at the end of this fic, which she copy pasted in so we could see the birth of this story. <laughs> oh, that's great. So we, we can see we can see the birth of a crack fic concept and how easily it could actually fit into a canon world. That's, that's fun. I, I love it when people include little bits and pieces of where stuff comes from because so often on AO3 in particular it's, it's just like devoid of context. Yeah. Uh, you know, because there's not, other than comment section, there isn't really a social component so much to AO3, which is you know, one, of its, one of the things that makes it great in some ways. But in others, you kind of miss out on the making of. So that's, I always like it when an author provides a little bit of that window. Yeah, I really like it too. I like it when authors get kind of chatty in their author's notes and share a little bit or something like that. It's nice. Yeah. So yeah, this is very much one where you have kind of a, a cracky concept, but then is treated very seriously. And those are some of my favorite types of fix. You're going to be sending a bunch of new folks its way. Yeah, it's a really cute one. It's really cute. So, uh, No, I was just going to very uh, quickly talk about um, the uh, Final Frontier series of Crackfix by uh, Winter oh, yeah. of Our Discontent. Uh, because it's very, very relevant this year as we've just been through Gish and one of the main Gish items this year that was kind of doing the rounds on social media um, was, I think it was the first time they've ever had a specific fanfic item in Gish, which was kind of fun. Yep. Um, which was to do fanfic of, which two, which two rovers was it? Because you did one, didn't you? I did, yeah. It was Perseverance Rover and um, the Zurong um, Chinese Rover on Mars. Ah. Well, yeah. when that item came out, it instantly reminded me of um, this fic um it's a, a series of fics but specifically this first one um called one small step by winter of our discontent which is um a lander dean it was a, this was originally inspired by the rosetta space mission um yeah. and a comet castiel it's very very cute um it's, it's again very small um the first fic is 510 words and the second is slightly longer it's 1300 words yeah. Um, basically, Dean lands on Comet Castiel. Incredibly cute. Um, I will link that link that one. Um, and I also have links to several of the fics that um, people in our fandom wrote. Some of them wrote for their very first fanfic due to this Gish item. So, quite yes. nice if we could get some people to kind of go and support those a little bit even though strictly they may not be dean cast fix um it's always nice to support people who have never been brave enough to share their works with anybody before it's yeah, nice to i've go seen in. it there are at least two collections i've seen um and yeah a bunch more uh, like sometimes they're tagged they actually are tagged under supernatural but um there's actually a um mars road like a space vehicle anthropomorphic tag <laughs> that's used that's adorable it, I, don't know, I, I don't know how many fix there are in this tag but yeah a lot of them are under that as well so um 
Yeah, such a great idea yeah. for a, a gish item. I thank you to whoever came up with that one. It was nice to yeah. I think uh, it's really cool. That. I think it would be nice if we could uh, kind of turn out as a fandom and maybe go and give a little little kudos love to some of those fics because especially the people who have never written anything else before, it would just be nice for them to get a little bit of recognition because you know they did put a lot of like some of those fics are several thousand words long. Yeah, you know, people put effort into those stories. Definitely. And they're not all, um, you know, there's a a range. Like there's some of them are really funny and some of them are actually crack. And some of them actually have like a a full-on kind of world built (laughs) as well. So, you know, it's worth having a look through and seeing what, how creative different people are. Yeah. I'm hoping that if I read through tons of them, I will come across some very creative uses of the word docking. (laughs) <laughs> I haven't seen any yet that it did actually mention docking. Oh, I'll be so let down. About that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was, I was going to mention one more, but I'm like, no, I should really stop now. <laughs> like, there's so, I mean, there's just so many. We're, we're so blessed. Yeah, yeah there are. Yeah. And we've got a bunch more on our list um, that I'll include in the um, post on mixtapebookclub.com so you'll be able to find links to all of them there I really am excited to see all the stuff that people recommended um, yeah, because there's plenty. so many hidden gems and crack you know with like big long serious pics or uh, just straight up sexy stuff you, I feel like it can be easier to find some of those high points, whereas with crackfic, because it's such a broadly diverse genre, there are so many just fantastic little stories that have not had nearly enough attention, in my opinion. Yeah. Crackfic is just a fascinating concept. But, like, we do it particularly well within our fandom, but just in general, crackfic is everywhere, every fandom has their own take on crack and even beyond fandom like everybody loves a bit of crack i think (laughs) (laughs) and i think also sometimes you just need something funny like i think it's a it's a great way to find something that's going to make you laugh if you need that (laughs) so yes um i think i will uh leave for the blog post i found um a couple of good links um the uh, tropedia um fandom article on crackfic is pretty good and lists a bunch of official um examples of crackfic was very entertained in that they list twilight as uh arguably crackfic of vampire mythology um (laughs) and list uh the final book as crackfic of itself <laughs> Seems like stretching the boundaries of the term, but I, I'm willing to accept an academic argument. Well, I can kind of see where you're going there, so okay. Yeah. So yeah, I will link all of that. So anybody who wants to find out a bit more about Crackfic and what it's defined as, where it came from, the history of it across fandoms and that kind of stuff, can find out that kind of thing. Um, we'll so. also have a link to um, all of the podvics that Dusty has been putting out. All right. Well, let's let me say a very big thank you to you, Palace, for coming to talk to us today. Oh, it's so much fun. Thank you for having me. 
And we'll look Thank forward you. to seeing some of your um, crack in the future again. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I have, a, I have a bunch sitting on my hard drive that I need to polish off and shoot into the world. So this Excellent. has been great inspiration to get back to it. It's very nice. It was very nice for me to, to, to put a voice with the name after all this time, actually. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, if you would like to um, tell us what you thought of all this fix, tell us your favorite crack fic. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, we're on our, All of our social platforms are Mixtape Book Club. and Or you can email us um, at contact at mixtapebookclub.com. Or you can come and join the Profound Bond Discord server and come and chat with us in our channel there. Yay! Um, in the next episode, as a special celebration of 100,000 Dean and Cass fanfics on AO3, we are going to discuss fics where Dean and Cass themselves are writers. Um, yeah. So come and join us for that. <laughs> just realized I went off script there as well that's fine that's okay <laughs> well thank you for listening and we'll talk to you again soon and as always remember the story isn't over until we say it is self-appointed mixtape mascot has taken it upon herself to come and purr extremely loudly into my microphone oh. so can we just extract her from oh. the desk <laughs> well I can't hear her over the thing so you can... well, there we go. <laughs> I'm just imagining just how's she doing is she okay? she's doing okay she has a bit of a permanent limp now because her one leg is now shorter than her other three mm. um, oh. but that's okay she is the kitty cat that fandom saved so thank yeah. you everybody <laughs> yeah it's really sweet